You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. This week is week five. We've been talking about, we've been in our series, Mental, I mean, Missing Peace. Let me just rewind. We've been in our series, Missing Peace, and this is week five. So the first week, we dispelled a common myth that Christians aren't supposed to struggle with mental health issues. That's not true. So we talked a little bit about that. Week two, Pastor Bob brought a really powerful word on anxiety and how prayer and praise combat anxiety. And then week three, I talked about dealing with depression and how your emotions are real and they're valid but you're not to be led by them. And there's always hope in God. Today, week five, I'm going to talk about healing from trauma. But before I start, I want to pray. Heavenly Holy Father, we love you so much. We're just so thankful to be able to come into your house and to honor you and to praise you and just to hear what word you have for us. Lord, I pray you give us ears to hear what you want to speak to us and give us open, receptive hearts so that your word will land on good soil and that we can put it into our lives, into practice and be changed forever. Father, I pray that you take over my mouth, my mind, my will, and my emotions. I submit it to you, Heavenly Father, and I ask you to push me out of the way and speak only what you would have me speak. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be able to share your word, and I bless these people in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So I think it's pretty safe to say that pretty much all of us at one point in our lives have had something really bad happen to us. And when I say bad, I'm not talking about something like, you know, you're running late for work and you have a big presentation and you left all your stuff at home. I'm not talking about that bad. Although for me, that is actually the stuff that nightmares are made out of. But I'm talking about something that was so severe, it hurt so deeply that it left you different as a result. That's trauma. When you go through some sort of deep, deep wound, that's trauma. But let's talk a little bit more about trauma. What exactly is trauma? And actually, trauma is not the event that occurred. Although sometimes we may think it's the event, it's not the event. It's an emotional response to a deeply disturbing or distressing situation or event. It's that pain that you feel deep, deep down in your heart and your soul. It's the pain that you feel when you've been badly wounded. And most of the time, you didn't even see it coming. The deep wounds are the ones you don't see coming sometimes. But whatever horrible thing happened to you, trauma is the emotional response to that, to that situation or that event. And honestly, sometimes the wounds we can't see hurt more than the wounds you can see. And often, the emotional traumatic wounds take a lot longer to heal than physical wounds. And you know, I kind of joked about it earlier today with a few people, but as I was preparing for this message the past couple weeks, I was triggered, y'all. 
I was triggered in all kinds of ways. Things came back to light. God was bringing things back to me that were trauma wounds, and I thought I'd healed them. But as I worked through the message, it helped me. And I pray that it's going to help you too today. I pray this message helps somebody today. And I want to start by telling you that I know exactly how a trauma wound feels. I know how it feels. So I understand it can be shocking. You are in shock. You can be in denial. Sometimes you're just in denial about what happened. In fact, when you have a trauma wound, your emotions are all over the place. And no matter how hard you try, you just can't seem to get them back under control. Trauma can leave you feeling overwhelmed with anxiety. I've prayed with so many people who are just overwhelmed with anxiety because of a trauma wound. And sometimes it can leave you feeling numb, completely numb. You don't want to feel. It hurts so much, you just don't want to feel. And a trauma wound, whether it's your fault or not, I want you to hear this part. Whether it was your fault or not, a trauma wound can leave you feeling guilty or even ashamed. It's somehow like, somehow it was your fault what happened, or maybe you shouldn't have allowed them to hurt you like that. That's that guilt, that shame. So if you're dealing with trauma right now, I'm going to validate that very real pain. I want you to know that. I validate that pain. And I didn't come up here today to give you a bunch of platitudes or to tell you get over it. I didn't come up here for that. Trauma is a very complex issue, and I don't have all the answers. All I know is what God did for me, and I know what he can do for you too. So I'm going to come about this. I'm coming at this topic from a biblical perspective, from what God has to say. And I want to share with you today three ways to seek healing from trauma. You know, my oldest daughter, she played softball. She played softball for a long time. She started when she was about five in t-ball, and she loved that game. She was very aggressive, too. She was an aggressive softball player. I used to sit in the stands thinking, oh, Lord, we're going to be at the ER today. And I, I would watch her play, and she'd fall. She'd run hard. She'd fall hard. And I remember one particular time, she was about seven, she got hit right in the face with the ball. And I just, like, I lost it. I was my big self. I was trudging down the stands to head. And she just wiped it off and kind of shook it off and kept going. And I guess after seeing her do that year after year, I just got used to her resiliency, right? So I hate to admit this and I'm a little embarrassed by it, but I was one of those moms in the stand saying, y'all right, girl, shake it off. Keep going. Keep going. You're good. You're good. Move on. Move on. But I want to tell you right now, trauma is not one of those injuries that you can just shake it off and get right back out there. I want to acknowledge that, y'all. It's important that you know, that I know, that people should know that trauma is a very real and valid, deep, deep hurt. You can't just move past it. You have to heal from it. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. You cannot just move past a trauma wound. You actually have to heal from it. But first... You need to know what it really is. And there are a lot of different types of secondary trauma, but mental health experts have identified three main types of trauma. They're acute trauma, 
chronic, and then complex trauma. And acute trauma is typically a response from a one-time single event, maybe like a terrible car accident, maybe you survived a really horrific car accident, or maybe you were in some kind of natural disaster and it destroyed everything you had, and that was very traumatic for you. But it can also come from being assaulted or being raped. Acute trauma comes from a one-time single event that resulted in horrific pain. The second type of trauma is chronic, and it results from repeated prolonged exposure to highly stressful or painful events. And this can come as a result of maybe being bullied, bullied over time or some form of continued abuse, whether it was emotional, sexual, verbal, maybe child abuse or spousal abuse. And then the third type of trauma is complex trauma, and it's a varied or it's a response to varied and multiple events, often an event that's invasive and interpersonal in nature. And this can happen, for example, when you live in a home or you're maybe married to someone and you experience a combination of all the other types of trauma on an ongoing basis. There's chemical abuse, maybe alcoholism, emotional abuse, physical abuse, maybe sexual abuse, and other kinds of abuse like that. But the main point that I want you to get is that trauma changes you and it changes your perspective. It changes you and it changes your perspective. And what I mean by your perspective is it can change how you see other people and what they do. It can change your own outlook on life and it can even change how you view God. And that's why when you have a trauma wound, we got to get healed. We can't just act like it didn't happen. We have to go through the healing process so that we can be all that God created us to be. So today, I want to give you three ways to seek healing from trauma. First, you process the pain. You process the pain of the trauma. Then you press into God prayerfully with the trauma and then you pursue purpose from the trauma. And we're gonna look at the Apostle Paul to see how he handled trauma and how he put these three steps into action in his own life. And I wanna just say this before we start. I love the Bible, y'all. I love the Bible. I know people think it's not really relevant nowadays, but they're wrong. They're real wrong. Let me tell you something. Did you know that the Bible is the is the only book that was written way over 2,000 years ago. Some experts say it was like 3,400 years ago. The point is it was way over 2,000 years ago and it's the only book that's still in circulation today. Not only that, it's the only book that has been translated into more languages than any other one in the world. I, I wasn't gonna say this, but we went to Washington a few years ago, I don't even know how long ago it was, but we went to this uh, place, it was a Bible museum or something. Man, this place had this room that had, first of all, it had the original Gutenberg Bible there on display. And then it had a room where there were these color-coded areas and all across the top, it showed you the different languages that the Bible had been translated in, the different languages that were even in existence that people knew about. And there were just a few left, y'all. That's important to know that. There were just a few languages left. Jesus said, when all people have had a chance to hear me, I'm coming back. That's, that's all I gotta say about that. But anyway, the Bible is exactly, absolutely very relevant to the world we live in today. And today I'm going to show you how and why. And we're going to talk about the Apostle Paul as we do that. 
Paul, he was formerly named Saul. Maybe some of you know that. But he used to be called Saul. And in his lifetime, he experienced a lot of trauma. In fact, I would say that the Apostle Paul experienced all three types of trauma that I just described to you. So let's start with his conversion story. Let's just start with that. Paul was a devout Jew. Okay, in Hebrews 3, 5, he goes into this litany describing his religious heritage. And he even refers to himself as a real Hebrew. If there ever was one, he was a real Hebrew. So clearly, he was a devout Jew and he hated the Christians. Why did he hate Christians? He hated the Christians because the Jewish people thought the gospel was heresy. So of course, a devout Jew is not going to like Christians. And Paul made it his mission in life to hunt down, persecute, and imprison Christians. And that is until, until he met a man named Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And in Acts chapter 9, there's a whole story of his conversion. And if you go through the details, it was traumatic. So I'm going to give you the cliff notes. Paul was basically blasted by a bright light from heaven, just walking down the road, minding his business, and poof. He was blasted by this huge light that actually left him totally blind. And then, then Jesus shows up. Now, Paul can't see him. He just hears his voice. And Jesus straight up tells him, why are you persecuting me? Now, think about that. Just stop for a second and put yourself in the story. Here you are going about your life, living your life in the way that you think God's told you to do. You're doing what God's told you to do. And out of the blue, excuse me, Jesus shows up. He just shows up. He calls you out and he tells you that you're hurting him. That's exactly what happened to Paul. Exactly. So after three days of total blindness, living helplessly in some stranger's house, imagine that. I don't even want to go live in houses of people, some of the people I know. But he was living in a house of some total stranger. And get this. The very person that he was going to arrest were the, the people that brought healing to him. A Christian. Jesus sent a Christian to heal Paul's blindness. That's a lot of trauma, y'all. That's a lot of trauma. But you know what? That led Paul to becoming a devout follower of Jesus Christ. That's a big deal. All that trauma brought this man from being someone who spent all his time and energy trying to destroy Christianity to becoming a man so on fire for Christ that he went out and planted churches and evangelized almost the entire continent of Asia. Think about it. But what you need to know right here is that just because Paul gave his life to Jesus, that didn't mean his problems went away like that. And I don't know why, but somehow, as Christians, we think that the minute we give our life to Jesus, everything's just going to be great. Cupcakes and rainbows. Friends, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. But I can tell you what will happen. What will happen is that your life will take on new meaning and real purpose. Not only that. But you will be empowered to find peace and joy as you go through the trials of life. Because look here, y'all. Life is filled with trials. It's filled with difficulties. We know that. Y'all know that. It doesn't matter if you're saved or not. Life is still hard. 
But when you surrender your life to Christ, he helps you navigate life so that you can handle things in a better way when something bad happens. And, and you'll walk away stronger, better, not bitter because of what happened. So Paul's life didn't instantly become perfect when he started following Jesus. In fact, Paul experienced horrific abuse throughout his lifetime. He was threatened. He was cussed at, cursed. People made fun of him. Man, have you ever been made fun of? That's hard. That's hard. Anyway, people made fun of him. He had to justify himself over and over and over to believers, to the believers that he helped evangelize. That's hard. He was run out of town, lots of times running for his life. He was shipwrecked, and then on top of that, okay, this whole shipwreck thing, he was shipwrecked, and then he was bitten by a poisonous snake on the way to prison, and then he was thrown into prison. And five times at least, five times, Paul was beaten within inches of his life and left to die. So how did he heal from all that trauma? How in the world did he heal from that? Let me tell you, the first thing he did was he processed the pain of his trauma. We can find healing from trauma when we process the pain. And the first way to process it is you got to acknowledge it. That's crucial, y'all. You got to acknowledge it. You know what? I know, I know it's hard to admit it sometimes when we're hurting. I get that. It can be hard to acknowledge the trauma, and it can be hard to acknowledge your pain. It's easier sometimes just push it aside and act like it never happened. But trust me, when you do that, it only makes things worse because you take it to the next step. You take it to wherever you go. It goes with you. And I know I did that. I did that. And I didn't know how deeply wounded I had been in my soul. I was in denial. That part of trauma where the reaction is some kind of sometimes denied. Let me say that again. That part of trauma where you sometimes are in denial, that was me. I thought that I was moving on with my life because I was still functioning and still living life. I thought I was okay, that I had been healed from the trauma. But the problem was I wasn't okay. I was not okay. And you know what? My behavior reflected my not okayness, if that's a word. My behavior reflected my trauma wound. I lived many years wounded in my soul, looking for diversions to avoid facing that pain. I was hanging out in the wrong places with the wrong people doing the wrong things. And you know what? I was actually running from the trauma wound. I was running from the very wound that God wanted to heal in me. And then even, just so you know, even after becoming a true follower of Jesus Christ, that trauma wound was still there because I never got healed from it in the past. I was saved. I was a devout follower of Jesus, but I wasn't healed from my trauma wound from the past. So this is what I did. Just hear me out. This is what I did, and this is confession time, y'all. Pretty much every time I get up here, it seems like it's confession time. But you know what I did? I would get so offended anytime somebody would try to correct me, when they would try to tell me something, I would spend ridiculous, an inordinate amount of time trying to prove I was right and they were wrong. 
trying to justify my behavior. I did it at work. I did it at church. I did it with my kids. Lord, help my children. I did it with my kids on the regular. I did it with my friends. Every single area of my life was impacted by that trauma wound. And you know why? Because I didn't want to accept that I was wrong. Because if I admitted I was wrong, I might be rejected again. The other thing I did is if a relationship wasn't working out, bye. I'd bail. I was out the door. I would find a reason to break up before they could break up with me. I remember when he and I were dating, I was like, you're not going to break up with me. I will break up with you first. And then he broke up with me. But anyway, I would do that. I would break up. (laughs) Because you know what? I was so traumatically wounded. I had a trauma wound that I was convinced that they were the problem. And I didn't want to get hurt again. So bye. You're not going to hurt me again. I was living from trauma wounds, and I didn't even know it, y'all. I had no clue. Friends, you do not heal when you ignore the wound or try to pretend it never happened. You can only, you can only find healing when you're willing to acknowledge the wound and then take it to God and work through it. I gotta take a water break before I say this next thing. <laughs> we gotta be okay, y'all. Some of y'all gotta be okay with saying what happened to me was so bad. I was wronged and it hurt me deeply. And then you gotta name the pain. You gotta name the abuse you endured. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Whether you're comfortable or not, You got to do it. We have to do this because trauma is dangerous. It alters our way of thinking. Remember I said it alters our perspective. And it changes our mind in very, very painful ways. It changes your mind in ways that will end up changing your entire life and not for the good. For me, all the abuse... I went through, it made me think I was worthless, useless, unlovable. So I lived it out. I made bad choices, running, justifying my behavior instead of letting people help me through it. There are some people here today, y'all. I know. There are some people here today, and you've gone through some really bad stuff. But you need to acknowledge it. You need to acknowledge it out loud. You gotta be able to vocalize it. It's okay to say, hey man, I was abused. I was raped. I was assaulted. I was abandoned. I was molested as a child. I almost died and it was terrifying. That church hurt me. You gotta be able to say it. And I'm gonna stop here. I gotta go here. I wanna say this about church hurt. First of all, I know how that feels. I'm not standing up here telling you something that I have not had to walk through myself. I know how it feels. Spiritual abuse is absolutely horrific. It is horrific. And you know, I think it's because the church is the very place we should be able to go to and feel safe and accepted and loved. And when we're treated badly, we're talked to like a dog. 
were basically used and abused, that hurts. That hurts deep. That hurts deep. And you know what? If that happened to you, that wasn't God. God wasn't in any of that. People left you with a trauma wound, not God. God's right here trying to heal you, trying to call you in for healing. And I really believe in all my heart that God sent me here today to tell you that you've got to acknowledge the trauma so he can heal it. You see, trauma leaves you different. And it also, this is one of the bad, bad things about it. Trauma leaves you sometimes with the inability to trust people, to trust at all. And let me tell you something. I know how hard it is to walk back from an issue of trust. I'm still working on some things. Me and God are still working on some things. But you got to do it, friend. You have to do it. You got to acknowledge that trauma. And I know, I know you don't want to acknowledge the pain sometimes because it makes you feel helpless or weak. I get it. And if you don't trust people, the last thing you want to do is share your pain with them. But the problem is when we do that, we prioritize protection over or instead of seeking connection. When we won't acknowledge our trauma because we're trying to protect ourselves, we have started to prioritize protection instead of seeking connection. Do not, do not, friend, do not let your fear of facing the pain or your fear of being vulnerable keep you from healing. Don't let that fear keep you back. Just remember this. The fear of facing your trauma is directly from Satan. And you want to know why? Because he wants you to stay hurt. He wants you, he has no interest in you getting free. Absolutely no interest. His job is to keep you bound up in chains of a trauma wound that you won't acknowledge. You know, I got to tell you, I have seen some Christian people, people that know God, and know he brings healing, but I've seen some really good Christians refuse to deal with their pain. They know they're hurting, and they know where healing comes from, but they just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to acknowledge it. So they say things like, oh, me and God, we're good. We're working on some things. Really? What y'all working on? Because you're still running. You're still hiding. You still won't let people in. What you working on? Mm Mm-mm. That's the devil's lie that you and God are enough to get through this. You know why? God's enough, but you're not. You need people. But think about this. Think about this. If God wanted you to just be him and you working on stuff, why did he create us for relationships and community? That makes no sense. You see how slick and lying the devil is? He slips in these sneaky lies. You've got to pay attention to that. We need people. We need the people of God. We're better together, y'all. Scripture says, iron sharpens iron. Community matters. The Bible says this. If we confess to one another and we pray for each other, then, after that, then we can be healed. Community matters. And this is exactly why we have Sunday socials first Sunday of the month. And I'm going to keep talking about our Sunday socials, y'all, because we have to build a community here. This is the very place, and these are the very people that you need when you're going through something. Stick around on first Sunday. Get you some food. Sit down, chill, chat it up. Get to know who you're doing church with, who you're doing life with. 
That way, you'll have someone ready, willing, and able to speak truth with a capital T into your heart when you need it, when you need to hear it. And you'll have someone who really will pray for you, not just send you a praying hands emoji and say, I'm praying for you, brother. We got to acknowledge the trauma, y'all. We got to acknowledge it and we got to process it. When the Apostle Paul wrote the book of 2 Corinthians, he details some horrible things that had happened. Trauma that he had gone through. And you know why? Because he was acknowledging the trauma. 2 Corinthians 1.8, he said this. We do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters. Those are fellow believers, brothers and sisters. We don't want you to be uninformed about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure far beyond our ability to endure so that we despaired of life itself. Have you ever been hurt so deeply that you didn't know if you really could go on? You're not alone. The Apostle Paul, the dude who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, the great Apostle Paul, church planner, evangelist, he felt that. He felt that. He didn't want to go on because of the trauma, the pain. But you know what? This is what he did. He talked about it. And he acknowledged it so he could process it and then heal from it. And he talked about it with fellow believers. You just saw that. He talked about it with fellow believers because they're the ones who can help you process the pain in a biblical way. God's way. Not Oprah's way. Not Dr. Phil's way. God's way. You know, I used to have club friends. I still got club friends. I just don't go to the club anymore. But they're not going to be able to speak truth to me. My Christian friends are the ones that know the Bible. They're going to speak truth to me. Whoever, whoever you need to talk it through with your Christian friends, your pastors, or a Christian counselor, talk it out. Talk it out. We do not heal when we ignore our pain, y'all. We have to acknowledge and process the trauma in order to be healed. The second thing we do to heal from trauma is we press into God prayerfully with the trauma. Take your wounds to God in prayer. That's what that means. Talk to him and keep talking to him. Keep going back. You're not going to make him tired. He's waiting for you to come to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what he says. Talk to God about your wound, about your pain. Even if you don't understand and can't even label how you feel, talk to God. Tell him what happened and ask him to heal you. He knows what happened, but you still need to vocalize it. That's for you. You need to vocalize it. That's the first step in acknowledging your pain. Take it to God in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5.17. I love this scripture. It should be everybody's memory verse. Pray without ceasing. Jeremiah 33.3. It says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. When you've been going through some traumatic event, talk to God. And keep talking to him. Keep pressing into him, and he will bring healing. Notice what Jeremiah 33.3 says. It says God will show you things that are hidden. Sometimes only God can show you things sometimes. There are things that have happened to me in my past. I'd forgotten about them. I have this one friend in Houston, and 
She has always been my ride or die. And it inevitably, whenever I see Joanne, she'll say, hey, you remember when you did this? And I'm like, I didn't do that. So yeah, you did, man. Sometimes we forget stuff. Things that I did, I forgot about. You know why? Because I repressed the memory. It was so bad. The results of some of the stuff, the stuff I did was so bad, so painful, that I repressed the memory. I didn't even know. But you know what? I still had the trauma wound. And I know this because unhealed trauma showed up in my behavior. And it always does, friend. It always does. We can only hide so long. It always shows up. This is what some trauma behaviors look like. You keep doing the same thing over and over. You want to stop, but you can't. You just can't. You always get offended when someone tries to bring correction into your life. You don't take instruction well. You lash out and run when things don't go your way. And you really don't trust people. Maybe you don't even trust God. And maybe you think your sin is too bad. Too bad for Jesus to save you. That's what not trusting God can look like. You don't feel appreciated. Or you have trouble making decisions or commitments. This list can go on and on. But these are just a few examples of behavior issues deeply rooted in a trauma wound. Take your trauma wound to God. Take it to him in prayer and keep going back to him until you have breakthrough. True healing comes through persistence. You have to be persistent. James 5.15 says that the persistent prayer of the righteous person works. And if you can't figure out what's going on, you really need to keep praying to God so that he can show you. He can reveal what you need to know so you can be healed. We have to process the pain of our trauma with trusted people. We prayerfully take it to God. And take it back as many times as we need to. And then the third thing is to seek healing from trauma. The way we do it is we pursue purpose from the trauma. Now, before I go on, let me just say this. Maybe you're here and you're still hurting. You're still hurting from the trauma wound. You're still hurting. You're not ready to go there yet. You're not ready to think about what's the purpose in this. You're still hurting. It's okay. It's okay. It's too soon. I get it. It's okay. But I can say this from experience, guys. There will come a time if, if you process and acknowledge the trauma and then you take it to God, you will be able to say what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. He said, praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles, not just a few, all our troubles, so that we, here's the purpose, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. When you can say that, you've discovered the pain or the purpose from the pain. But again, that might not be right now. I get it. I get that, so let's talk about right now. Let's talk about right now. I know that some of you right now, you're not okay. You're not okay. Your responses to things going around, they're not normal. I'm not judging, I'm saying what I see. As your pastor, as someone who's walked through this, you're not okay. 
Some of the things you're doing, responding to things, it's not normal. You're easily frustrated. Maybe you get angry really fast. You're more critical. You just can't seem to be satisfied. The pain is deep. It's deep. It's not you, friend. It's not you. It's something that's not right. If you're sitting here wondering why you're not okay, you're not okay. And it's because something happened that left you not okay. And you know, I've talked to a lot of hurting people lately, and I've noticed that we've all, we've all gone through some really bad stuff in the last few years. We've experienced loss. People we know and love gone way too soon, way too young. COVID messed us all up, y'all. Isolation, job loss, sickness, death. There have been some horrible things these last few years that have brought deep trauma wounds to many of us. So maybe you're thinking there's no way right now you're even going to think about looking for purpose from the pain. That's all right. That's okay. I get it. But can I show you something? Let me just pass you a little bit here. There is good that can come out of all the bad we've experienced. You can be healed and you can come out of your pain way, way stronger. In fact, when you're able to acknowledge that pain, acknowledge the trauma, that's a huge, huge display of strength. The fact that you could even say, okay, I'm willing to look at this and I see it and this is how I feel, that's a huge display of strength. And for many of us who've actually been able to acknowledge the pain, that strength, that only came from Jesus. We don't have that kind of strength sometimes. When you've been so deeply wounded emotionally, that strength only comes from Christ. You know why? Because he never left you. He's been there the whole time, and now he's given you the strength you need to acknowledge the pain so you can process it and be healed. Talk with your trusted Christian friend your pastor, a Christian counselor, whoever God is leading you to so that you can acknowledge the trauma and then press into God prayerfully with the trauma. Take your trauma, what happened to you. Take that to God in prayer because the more you do it, the stronger you get. Your faith increases, your prayers get bigger, and God will help you discover the path to healing. And I'm going to push you a little bit here. There's an old saying that a pastor's job is to comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. So you may get a little uncomfortable with what I'm about to say, but I'm going to push you. The trauma that you may or may not, or the trauma you have experienced may or may not be your fault. The trauma that you experienced, the pain you feel, it may or may not be your fault. But pressing into God for healing is your responsibility. You got to do it. You got to do it. You're not a victim. There are no victims in this room. I'm not a victim. You're not a victim. None of y'all are a victim. And I know you've been hurt. Man, I hurt with you. I know what that feels like. I know, I know it's hard to trust again. When you have a trauma wound, you've been through abuse, it's hard to trust again. But friend, I know this, God loves you and he wants you to be healed. And I love you too. I love you enough to push you towards Jesus because I know that there's healing, 
hope and strength that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Trauma, remember this, trauma is an emotional response to horrible pain. But we can be healed if we're willing to process the pain of the trauma, acknowledge what happened and how you feel, what happened, how it made you feel, and then press into God prayerfully. Ask him to show you areas you might need healing in and let him lead your healing path. And then after after you've walked through the pain, pursue the purpose from the trauma so that others can find their healing as well. You can do this. You have what you need to do this. And Jesus is in heaven right now praying, praying for you, praying for you to do this. Axel, if you'll come. Can we just pray? Can I pray for you? I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing grace. I thank you, Father, that you expose secret, hidden things, things that we don't even know we need to be healed from, Lord. Thank you for exposing. God, do what only you can do today and expose the areas where we've been so deeply wounded that we can't even see it. Lord, give us eyes to see. And Father, I pray that you give us hearts to be receptive to what you say to us so that we can be healed. Lord, will you take our hurt our confusion, our pain, our disappointment, our shame, our guilt. Will you take it all, Lord? Take our unstable thoughts and our unstable actions, God. Take them all and do what you can do. Bring healing. We believe, Lord. We have faith that you have healing in your hands. So, Father, I ask you to take it all. Take all the wounds and bring healing, Lord. Bring healing in Jesus' name. If you just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed, maybe this message landed in your heart today. Maybe you've been deeply wounded and you haven't even been able to deal with that pain. You haven't even been able to acknowledge it because you don't even know how you feel. If that's you, God has healing in his hands. And you know, maybe, maybe you're not even sure about this Jesus thing, this Jesus person. Maybe, you know, you've heard about him. You don't really know him. You've tried all these other ways, but you haven't really tried God. You haven't really tried God to be healed. Well, if you're ready to surrender your life to God, if you're ready to surrender that trauma pain, again, maybe you can't even name it, and you just want to be free. You want to be healed. And again, you've never asked God into your heart. You've never asked Jesus to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Or if you, you want to recommit your life to him, all you got to do is pray a simple prayer after me. Believe it with your whole heart, and Jesus will save you. He forgives every sin. He breaks every chain. He holds our tears. He holds our tears, y'all. Jesus is the answer. And if you're ready for that freedom and that healing that can only be found in a life following Christ, then pray this prayer after me. Believers, pray it with them just to support those who are making a decision or a recommitment to Jesus today. Dear God, I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me, wash me clean, come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.